Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this week's episode of the Spurs Show. It's Mike Lee here. Thank you so much for joining us again. Oh, God, what a time to be a Tottenham fan. It's just, just an awful time. Uh, And uh, the weekend's game really was uh, pretty much a new low. How many lows can you get in a season? That was another, another new low. Anyway, joining me tonight, three regular guests of the Spurs Show. First of all, uh, the TV comedy writer. Oh, my God, we can do with a laugh tonight. Brian Leveson returns. How are you, Brian? I'm doing well, thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me on. A pleasure. Thank you very much for coming back. Also, uh, a man I met many, many years ago when he was a, a, a record exec. Uh, I mean, we'll ask what he's doing. I mean, every time he comes on the show, he's doing something a bit different. So I'll <laughs> definitely ask Neil what he's doing. Neil Ashby returns. How are you, Neil? I'm very well, Mike. Very well. It's lovely to see you. And what are you lovely doing now, Neil? I'm working for a company called Storm Technologies, which I have been for about six years now. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah, so we're an IT reseller in, in Watford. Fair enough. Beautiful. And joining us as well, uh, the literary agent, Mr. Rick Mason. How are you, Rick? Um, well, I'm not a Chelsea fan, which um, has, has got to be a bonus, I guess. They're the only team doing worse than, than us at the moment. So uh, I know a few Chelsea fans, so it's mm. cheering up a bit. Yeah, no, absolutely. And also, you know, Arsenal dropping another two points from a two-goal lead absolutely helped on Sunday. But that's why this is slim pickings that we're now just delighting in in, in other teams uh, cocking up. And, and that's the issue. Well, where should we start? I mean, I've been thinking about it for, since, since the Bournemouth game, uh, Brian. And, you know, again, it's very, very easy to get sucked into, God, the Spurs Show Facebook page can be a toxic place. Twitter, all these kind of places. Obviously, big talk about Davison Sanchez and the poor Pedro Porro. So they just joined the club, having to uh, delete their Instagram accounts because of the abuse that they've been getting. Now, you know, for maybe for our, our younger listener, you know, th- th- there is form here, Brian. I mean, firstly, you know, I don't want to get into the whole Enoch thing again. We've been there before. But, you know, we have in the past, you know, uh, well, we'll come to Rick about the uh, Remain on the Shelf thing, which she was so part of. You know, when you go back to for the scholar and the sugar years, you can cool. argue that there's very few chairmen that the fans like. I mean, any club, you know, you can't, you can't think true. of many where people go, oh, we love our chairman. Uh, yes. Would you agree with that? Yes, that's absolutely right. But I've never known a chairman who meddles in everything on the field the way that Levy does. Mm. 
I mean, that's that's the problem. I mean, chairmen are supposed to take care of the business of football. Obviously, there's a business. And Levy's degree was in economics and land development, I think. I think. Mm-hmm. And and you think, well, okay, that's good enough. He knows about economics. Let's let him take care of the money. And he does take care of the money in a not necessarily entirely satisfactory way. But I just get the feeling that he just won't leave things alone with the team. And what what do you mean? I mean, he's not picking the well, side, is he? No, he's not picking the side, but he's picking the people who pick the side. Mm. And he's picking the people who buy the players that go in the side that... Peter Bit, I mean, the Peter Bit. No, it's 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 a it's an unholy mess. I think the whole because he's a one of these people who's a fan of of, of football development people and not not the development people in um in terms of um uh, football executives, you know, mm. on, who are, are in the who are in the stands rather than in the on the field. That you know, he likes coaches on the bench. I mean, I mean, I mean, but I mean, just just carry on that point. I mean, you know, the, the, the big thing, obviously, talking about now is is, uh, and it was a strange one at the time. I don't think I didn't speak to many Spurs fans who went yes when Christian Stellini was told to take the team for the rest of the season. It was a very strange one where you're basically saying the Conte way we've decided is not working. He's had a rant, so instead of him, we're having Conte light someone who, apart from working with Conte, I think. Coach managed the Italian third division team for a while, and but you sort of go, con- "Really? What, 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 you know?" And then, then in fairness, you know, Spurs. I think we're a very forgiving lot, and most of us kind of thought, "Well, maybe you know, now he he get a chance." But we're playing exactly the same way as we did under Conte, without the, cru- about without the charisma the of Conte on the touchline. But he talks about taking off the shackles. He wants us to play attacking football. Mm. And I think that what's happened is that the team are conditioned. Yeah, I think the Conte's conditioned. Put it in the DNA now. I yeah. mean, we were in control of that game for mm. 25, 30 minutes of the game. Yeah. And they, they, they didn't, I didn't, I didn't think there was really very much opposition. Mm. I was only waiting for the second goal. But yeah. in fact, instead of pressing home our one nil advantage, we all withdrew to the edge of the area as before. And, you know, you can't run a defensive system if you haven't got people who can defend mm. and that's been the problem that's been the problem with Conte no yeah. I mean obviously you've been going for a long time and there's this real obviously you know the word disconnect and apathy you know a lot of us now just I mean we're almost kind of given up and you sort of think wait a minute this is my football club this is such an important part of so many of our lives. And we're, you know, we're not sort of deluded Man United fans or Chelsea fans who expect, you know, trophies every single season. Absolutely not far from it. And the payoff surely is we don't expect trophies barely one a decade now. But what we do expect in return is some great football to walk out that ground. I mean, the silence of people walking at that ground, shaking their heads, rushing back to get their cars, get the train, was like the sort of the, the, the awful kind of the 90s years ago, wasn't it, Neil? We, we've, we have been um, witness to some turgid nonsense over this year with the hope, because some of the results have actually been okay, that, well, the football's going to get better because the results have been all right, so all we need is the team to play well. And you're almost sort of expecting... The law of averages says that one day we're going to turn up and we haven't. We just haven't. And that is that is down to the, the coaches and, and management staff. But 
you know, as Brian says, they're being picked by by the um, by the owner who decided to get rid of Conti but keep the same system. Mm. But you know, he goes every week. He sees every week what we're seeing, and it's it's, it's turgid is the best word. It's really difficult. It's a difficult watch. I mean, that, the, the most disappointing game for me was the AC Milan game when I fully mm. expected us to oh. go. Let's just go for it. We've we've got an opportunity here. We are absolutely. It's a one-off game. Have a go, and it was the worst type mm. of of in uh, well, I say in game management, but out of game management into in game management. I've seen the minute the defence got the ball, they held onto it and they were passing it around the back, and, and it, I don't understand it. I don't understand why then you would put Stellini in charge, mm. Rick. I mean, you've you've been very very vocal for a long time now, uh, and, and fairness to you, against the grain, certainly with Mourinho and. There was a bit of a, a, a that Mourinho bounce for a while, but you've been pretty consistent for 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 a long time. What you know? But I want to try and find you know what 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 can we do as fans? Because ultimately, the club Enoch are making a lot of money out of Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, they're taking big wages. They're making big money. They ain't, they ain't going anywhere. They ain't going anywhere unless what actually happens. Well, I became a fan when I felt that the owners, you know, and I sort of go back to the days of Sydney Whale and the, mm. and the Whale family, but but at, at least you felt that local businessmen actually cared about the club. Well, what we've got now is someone who seems to prioritise the stadium over the club, and so the perception of the fans, rightly or wrongly, because we don't know what's happening on the inside – is that the priority now is what what money the stadium can make. So we're supposed to be one of the top six um, clubs in the country, which is laughable if you look at how many trophies they've won since the Premier League was started in 1992. That's actually the year we stopped winning trophies. And so if you've got, you know, Enoch, and I, I know that Joe Lewis and Charlie Lewis are Liverpool fans, you know, Daniel Levy has always been a Spurs fan, but the actual owners support Liverpool. So, so the, you know, it was it was always a money-making exercise, and I know we're not the only club to do that. But I, I look around me now, and I, I see it, it's a fantastic piece of architecture. You can't disagree with that. But in terms of it feeling like home, like White Hart Lane did, I just look around me and see all the hospitality and the corporates and and the you know it, it's a tourist attraction and then I I read about F1 karting I just don't I, I don't feel the same way that I used to feel and I think that's really sad because I don't think I'm the only one you're, you're, you're certainly not no. the only one but then again on the flip side you go that's that's the, the the brand of football now move on you know the frustrating thing as Brian said at the top of the show is that when you just analyse, and, you know, I don't want to go into the minutiae of how much we spent. They've spent money. One can argue, quite rightly, not enough and not in the right places. But, you know, you can point to the money that has been given to managers to buy players. What has largely gone wrong over quite a few years now is the recruitment has been bad. Yes, there's examples where they've got it right. Benton Cohn, Kudasevsky, you know, probably the, the, the last examples but I think you can say more has been wrong than right. And then you can argue, wait a minute, other clubs like that. So I get that. But from 2002, uh, I think when they took over, 
let's be honest, apart from Pochettino, which I think was genius, he was at Southampton, they finished eighth. When he came, a lot of us were like, who's this guy and all that? So hats off to him. Harry Redknapp was desperate, you know, the whole thing was going wrong with Ramos, this great pedigree. He came and no one thought that he would do so well. I think Martin Yole as well wasn't, you know, obviously Santini was there. They've got a few things right, don't get me wrong, but largely they've got it incredibly wrong, haven't they, Brian? Well, they, they have. Just coming back to your thing about recruitment, I don't know if we have bought that badly mm. because half of the people that have been bought for the team, Conte has left on the side. I remember the close season, the last close season, um, when we bought Basuma and the press were saying, this is the steal of the decade. Mm. This guy is a great, great player. Mm-hmm. Well, Conte hasn't played him. He and didn't play, he, now he's injured. He yeah. doesn't, well, he don't, well, I know he's injured at the moment. Mm. Yeah. But, there's a, there, but there's a whole list of players that he wouldn't play. The, you know, um, the, the, the fullback. Mm. Um, Spence. Yeah, it's Spence. All, mm. the, all these people are all out on loan now. Yeah. And we don't know if how they, you know, the thing about Pochettino and the thing about great coaches is he makes good players great players and great players even better. That's what mm. coaches are supposed to do. Look at what Pep does. You mm. know, look at all the great players. They All, all the great coaches do this. Conte mm. hasn't improved any player on the side. Mm. Not one. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, there's a very good chance that if you brought back Lo Celso, <laughs> that he'd come in and under a, a, under a better manager, might well respond uh, and improve. And and be and be. I mean, who knows? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I was never a big. I mean, fan I, of I'm, I think not, I'm not. I'm not saying. But yeah, I'm, listen, I'm not. I'm not picking on the Celso specifically. Mm. I'm saying that there's a whole raft of players out yeah. there that we've not. So, I mean, don't tell me that Rodon is worse than Davidson Sanchez. No, absolutely, absolutely. So why is he out on loan at Ren well, when no, he should be playing? In this ma- is in it. I mean, row? I mean, and now you've you've mentioned Sanchez there, Neil. You know, there was the awful thing whereby Longley got injured, Sanchez came on. Didn't play the best of balls to Poro, who then lost the ball. Goal. Uh, the second Bournemouth goal. Um, he sort of, Sanchez University sort of passed the ball to the on-running player who scored. Was a bit out of position as well. And then tactically, a decision was made to take him off. Which is always, you know, it's, it's never nice to see a sub being subbed. But then the booze when he got the ball, when his name was announced, you know... The problem is with so many players, we've got certain players who have been there too long. And us as fans who go week in, week out, know the players that aren't good enough to start in a Tottenham Hotspur team. And surely if you're not good enough to start in a Tottenham Hotspur team, you should not be in the squad. It's such a squad game now. And yet he's been at Tottenham for many, many years. Um, I'm not blaming him. I, you know, I, I don't blame anyone who barely plays and comes in. It's meant to be, you know, match fit and ready and 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 whatever. But there's other players, you know, who've had stick. And you know, and it's not just a phenomenon of now. You know, we oh God, I go back to you know, John Pratt used to get it. Uh, Terry <laughs> Terry Fenwick, Jason lo- Dizel, loads of players. Dizel, loads uh-huh. of players over the years who uh, have the fans have got on their backs. So it's not a new thing. Everyone's going, oh, this is all new things. It's always happened. It's always happened. And it's happened at most clubs as well. It's not just unique at Tottenham. Pochettino was the only one who salted out our defence. Mm. Yeah, I mean... He salted when, out, he, when he brought, when he bought um, you know, the, the two Dutchmen together, yeah. that, was, that, was the, that was the missing piece of the jigsaw. And yeah, sorry, the Belgium, sorry, forgive me, yeah. yeah. But I mean, the, here's the thing. 
I remember Vertonghen saying that Davidson Sanchez was one of the best defenders he'd ever played with. Mm. Well, so it's quite ha- clear, what- though, from, from the games that we've seen with Davidson Sanchez, that he isn't. He isn't. And, and, but, and, or, maybe, and the, or maybe he just needs to be playing with better people. Well, Who knows? that may be the case. But I think Mike's point is right, is that you've been there for such a long time. That situation is not going to change. You're right. But actually, Davinson Sanchez coming on. Davinson Sanchez came on and has Wrong. made some terrible errors. His passing has been appalling. And he just seems to have one of those sort of um, moments in games where, where you put your head in your hands. Mm. And... When he when he came on on Saturday, it was almost as there was almost a, a, as much a, a frustration from the fans with the style of football that we've been watching, mm. um, and a, as much as that, and 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 yet he, <laughs> you know, he didn't fail to disappoint in that sense. Because his first his first touch was awful. His then repositioning in the first goal was dreadful. He seemed to just let the guy ghost past him. You know, and you might say, listen, well, he hasn't, you know, he has, hasn't played for a little while. But, you know, that is, again, it's management. What are the management seeing with regard to the, the, the player that, 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 we, that we're not? Because we, our experience of him is that he's not very good and he shouldn't, you know, look, if you were ruthless as, as Tottenham Hotspur management and, and uh, um, the chairman should be, if you're going to be ruthless about the managers, try and be ruthless about some of the players. If they're not good enough, they're just not good enough. It doesn't matter whether you've spent £30 million. But the, whole, the whole season's been predicated on us having a defensive formation. But the, the, whole defenders, about the, the defenders, defenders aren't good well, enough you, you to can, play You, you can formation. only work that if you've got a decent defenders. And we well, haven't, got, uh, haven't got a single one in the back four that played against Bournemouth. Rick, so to bring Rick in now, Rick. The, the, the thing, yeah. Rick, the, the, the thing with certain players, we again, it's already been touched upon. Sanchez came in forty odd million, looked good, but him and like many other players, have not kicked on. We went through a phase of buying young players, the Levy way. Young players improved the, the my my coaches improved them. We're going to sell them on whatever. But a lot of these young players have not improved when we thought well, they have. Surely this, you've got to look at the coaching then. Why aren't no, these players it, it improving? Is, but this, this, it, it's also, you know, what the scouts do. Because, mm. you know, you look at teams like Brighton and it doesn't yeah. seem to matter who they lose. Brighton, Brentford they as well. They them with, with better players. If you look at the, the back four that we had, and I'd love to go back to a back four, believe me. Oh, we, had, we had Carl Walker... Vertonghen, Alderweireld and right. Danny Rose. What a back four that was. Everybody who's replaced them has been worse than the one before. Yeah. If you just look at the right backs, I think we've had about five right backs. Yeah. And every one that we've replaced has been a downgrade. And mm. we let Carl Walker-Peters go. And mm. Carl Walker-Peters is far better than some of the ones we've kept. And Sorry? Trippier, and Trippier too. Oh, Trippier, yeah. obviously. And, you know, look what he's doing with, with Newcastle now. So you've got to say that that the scouting, because we're, we're spending loads of money on these players, but they're, you say, they're not worth it. You say the scouting, but from memory, Trippier and Carl Walter-Peters, Pochettino was the manager when they moved on. I think we got five million for Walker-Peters. I think we got more for Trippier. Trippier was a bit of a surprise most Spurs has. You don't know what's going on. There's always players that, that will look at Conte, doesn't fancy certain players. Yeah, you yeah, had to go, I, I they're also, the coach. But then not to, like, but then I agree, not to get someone in who's then better. Better. But doesn't but make sense. months, 
Pochettino, and let's 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 face it, whatever anybody listening to this thinks about Pochettino, he's the only manager we've had in recent times that um that overachieved. Because hmm. yeah. all the rest oh, underachieved. Massively so, overachieved. And he he went 18 months without being given any money to spend. So a lot of those players we lost at the time were to bring in the money that was being spent on the stadium. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And Look, the stadium is going to be Levy's legacy, not the team. Well, it certainly won't be any trophies. Mm. Well, I mean, you know, they, again, you know, all Spurs fans have been told. I mean, we haven't heard from the board in a long, long time, but we were certainly told when the stadium's been made, this is going to put us up there now. All the revenue will be, re, you know, reworked into the team. This is going to be the revenue to go out and get the top, top players. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, you can say it's admirable that we've kept our wage builder ratio far lower than many other clubs, or you can say it's not admirable to get the top top players in. You had to pay certain yeah, wages, absolutely. which we yeah. refused to do, and this is this is this is the problem. You know, you, yes, you can point at players we bought in, and you can say it's not Levy's fault that uh, you know whoever you know the coaches have, or the scouting team, or whoever. Have, have, identified the wrong people. But boy, we've gone through some chief scouts. We've gone through some sporting directors. No one's got it right. But we're at the situation now that it's you can't even cling on to, well, at least the football's good and it's exciting and the game is 4-3. It's wretched. And what was ironic, uh, Brian, you know, the game at the weekend, we'd seen Aston Villa uh, beat Newcastle 3-0. And we all did that same thing. We all look at the table and go, oh, Oh, if we win today, and then and you just know as a Spurs fan of a certain vintage. Well, I listened. <laughs> I listened to. I, I listened to. I listened to Theo's preview show. Yeah, yeah. And all the pundits there said, "Well, it depends. If we turn up, if we yeah. turn up, if we turn and up." And actually, the point is, we, the people that turn up when we turn up are average. Mm. They're not good. So when, it's the difference between being a bad team and an average team. And yeah. an average team can do pretty well against the sides that let you play. And there are a few of those around, thank God. Yeah. Otherwise, I shudder to think where we would be. No. Levy's, Levy's big problem is he, I think he had stadium envy when Arsenal moved to the Emirates. Mm. And I think that he thought, this is the answer. I'm going to build the stadium. If you build it, they will come. Mm. And at the end of the day, he, what he forgot was that Arsenal Stadium was built off the back of the profits made from huge success on the field. They were winning and winning and winning and winning, and they had to find and build a bigger stadium. We didn't really, not for the, mm. not to hold the success <laughs> of Tottenham. No, yeah. no, that's a good point. Well, look, let's let's go to a break, and then when we come back, we will continue uh, this conversation. Back in one minute. And we're back for the break. Don't forget for premium content, including a daily uh, Tottenham news show, ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs. Go to patreon.com slash Spurs show and support our show in the process. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Next Monday, we've got Lee Bramsell with his jar wobble and comedian Simon Day. Uh, Rick, you know, just, just going back to what we were saying uh, before about, the, you know, the, the the chairman and some people go, the better the devil you know. I mean, you look back at the two before that. Sugar, there were obviously big problems. Someone else who knew nothing about football. Scholar was a massive Tottenham fan. Uh, one argues too much of a fan. And um, I mean, I mean, there was a whole shelf thing then that you were involved in, wasn't there? Yeah, I ran the left on the shelf campaign. Yeah. Um, and um, and got told I was a political activist by Irving Scholar. 
Um, so, um, yeah, I have my, my run-ins with Irving, Irving Scholar. But what concerns me, you know, and I hear all these Levy out chants, and I don't disagree because I don't think this has been a, a great time for Spurs since Enoch had been in charge. But what really concerns me now is if you look at the owners of the big football clubs now, um, who, you know, a lot of them are oligarchs and shakes, whoever buys this and whoever comes in and takes over, their priority is going to be the stadium. It's not going to be the team. It's not like we're going to get a Ryan Reynolds. You know, what we're going to get is somebody rubs their hands together at the sight of that stadium and what money they can make out of the stadium. And, and they could come from anywhere. They could come from Saudi Arabia or America or or wherever. But that stadium now is going to be our problem. As much as it's a beautiful piece of architecture, and I've argued with a lot of people about having a great stadium, it now means that, that that's what we're about. That's that's our identity now. That's how people recognise Tottenham Hotspur. The, the problem, though, Neil, and, and I get that, is that Daniel Levy is not going to give the club away. So we know that we've had people inquiring over the club. Uh, the money they're quoted has effectively put them off. I think it's put them off because they look at it and go, there's no value. We spend this and we're going to put X in for players. We're not going to see any returns. Um, and I think, as, as I said at the top of the show, asked uh, asked you, what could we do as fans? Because, you know, yes, there's some very admirable people out there that, you know, don't show up, don't buy stuff in the club shop, demonstrate. And I get all that and I take my hats off to anyone who wants to protest in any way they want. And uh, I'm not knocking it at all. Well, but I Look, generally think, even with that, Neil, nothing's going to happen. Well, no, because, it isn't. You know. It isn't. It isn't, and because he's not going to. So, so you know, unless something extraordinary happens, and and, and I don't think that's that's going to be the case. So let's let's leave it that he's going to be there. I think there there could be some pressure from within, from the board, from the board members, some of the board members maybe maybe put some pressure on. I mean, they must see some certain things. I mean, look, you know, the the bottom line is this: is Yes, it's a business that uh, that um, has to operate within it, within uh, certainly the football side of the business has to operate within certain rules, and those rules might get tighter and tighter as as, as the, the regulate regulate regulatory boards come in, mm. and maybe this might be we might be set up to be able to deal with that a lot a lot better. But um, given that that's the case, the, there's still um, a football team that's doing well would still be better for everyone, all, all concerned. And there's certainly a football team that performs well means people are going to go to the stadium to watch them. Um, maybe people not turning up might might uh, um, facilitate some sort of move in that direction. But, you know, I, I don't know whether Levy, when he's brought in Paritichi and this uh, chap from Australia, is it mm-hmm. Simon Munn, is it? Simon Munn. Simon yeah. Munn. Whether that is, is, is a recognition from him that, that more attention needs to be on the football side of things, I, I genuinely don't know. But but that would, you know, really, that's what needs to happen. Levy's attention needs to be away from the football and somebody else's attention needs to be on it. Because when, you know, it's a little bit at times, manager wants a player and we go out and get someone that's not quite the same. And it's like mm. Pochettino said, you know, we want a sofa and you get a chair. And that's been the problem with the recruitment so from that sort of point of view is the recruitment has been bad from that point of view because we're not getting quite what we should be getting 
And mm. that's, you know, and, and, you know, the, the, the mistakes, you know, we, like you say, we can all po- point to, you know, not getting Grealish for an extra, what was it, five million or something ridiculous? You know, I mean, you <laughs> there, know, there's, there's a long end- list. I mean, we could do a four yeah. hour podcast and all the players but, but, I know of. But that's, here's uh, the thing now is, we you do, know, if you want a crazy, if you want players to entertain, you know, I would say go and get James Madison. You know, there's a player that would be entertaining. Mm. Why don't you I think we all get... think that. I think. Mm. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's no creativity to... in the side. Absolutely there none. Absolutely no, none. Well, that's. I think. I think it, it would be a, a mistake to to overlook how much we miss Bentancur. Because mm. yes. I think well, he, well, would, Erickson, he was creating half. Well, Ericsson's mm. doing. Of course, he's a class player, but I. Yeah. I understand why they didn't want to take the risk with Ericsson. He wasn't again. The panic came down to wages. But Brian, let's start with you, Re. The, the new coach, you know, again, the, the, the silence in the club is deafening while Chelsea's PR drip feeds uh, stuff to the press that they've already oh, chatted you to frozen. Oh, sorry. They've already chatted to Nagelsmann. They've already chatted to Amarin. We get nothing about Tottenham. You go through the tabloids, you scroll through. There's nothing. There's no I good, think, uh, think... even feel good stories going in, uh, anything. And as fans, we have no idea who they want. We, we, we hear the rumours. We hear the rumours yeah. that Levy, want, we hear, wanted Poch, now is not too sure. Paratici didn't want Pochettino. The board is split who they could bring in. They all realise, they, boy, they've got to get it right this time. And I know there's risk. You can't just go, we've got it right. We get that. So, Brian, if you were Daniel Levy, who would you be on the phone to now saying, please come to Tottenham? I think it, it's immaterial because... I think you're a, you know how we've always laughed at Newcastle calling themselves a big club. Mm. We always used to laugh at them because they never won bugger all. And now we're at Spurs and we, and we call ourselves a big club. But in truth, in footballing terms, we're minnows. We're not going to be in the Champions League next year. We'll be lucky to be in the Europa. Well, lucky if you call it luck to be in the Europa. We're not going to have the choice of the big managers. Because you know, Levy. People know what Levy's like to deal with. It's not a, it's not a, a closed circuit. Everybody sees the, what goes on. At but, Spurs. but he's been in fairness. He's tried the big managers. You get, I know, get bigger I, than Mourinho I and Conte, know, but surely I, you get another project manager. Pete, you get a young manager in who goes. I, I'm, I'm uh, the one. I've got the hour. I'm the one that's going to turn things around. Five year contract. I would like those young I, managers. I would, would like, I would, I would like Vincent Company at Tottenham. Vincent Company at Burnley. Because he, okay. he likes he likes attacking football. He could sort out that shambles of a defence because he he knows a little bit about defending mm. himself, and he's shown that he can turn things around very quickly. Yeah, no, that's a good Neil, who 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 would you if you're Daniel Levy? Who would you be trying to get get in to take over the club <laughs> well, and, and uh, get it done and announce it? You go, as of next yeah, season, so and so. I think especially with the that... uh, season ticket renewals are now out, they've got to do something for people to renew. Because at the moment, I know a lot of people are going to go. I'm not renewing. I'll get my tickets on the ticket exchange. I'll get the tickets. Do people get, do that? Do, they, do that people market. really do that? After do people after, really do um, give up their ticket? After right. Wednesday, I think you'll be uh, you'll be, you'll see some movement in the press because I think Wednesday is the D Day for Paratici, and I think after Wednesday, um, whether he stays or goes, if he stays, he'll bring him back and and then he'll start working on it. So what's happening Wednesday? Well, I that's what's the, the, the um the deadline, isn't it, to see whether the his his appeal uh, is on. Oh, Wednesday. is it this early? Uh, okay, I didn't realise that. Okay, all right, fair enough. But who would you bring in, Neil? Oh, my heart says Pochettino, but uh-huh. my head says company, actually. Yeah. Okay. That's two for company. Rick, what's your feeling? If you were Daniel Lee and you think, I've got to get this right, 
Who would you be on the phone to and selling Tottenham well, Hotspur I'm, to? I'm really hoping he, he doesn't do what he normally does and bring in an ex-Chelsea manager. Otherwise, we'll end up with Lampard. <laughs> um, That's um, worked well in the past, hasn't it? Get Lampard. Can you imagine? But, but, but no, I, I, I agree with uh, Brian and Neil is that, I, uh, you know, my, my heart would love Pochettino to come back because I think the only reason he, he lost the dressing room was because... He wasn't given any money to spend and, and, and he wasn't allowed to do what he wanted to do. And because he is somebody who wears his heart on his sleeve, which is what I think we loved about him, I think that's why it all went wrong in the dressing room. Mm. After that, we just brought in egos, um, yeah. you know, and e- egos that almost match Daniel Levy's. Um, and so I would like to see... A football man such as Vincent Company, because I do think a, a young manager with with uh, with good ideas would work, or Pochettino. But more than anything, what I would love is some a manager that comes into the club, has a look at what we've got, and then builds the the the, the structure around the way that they play, rather than trying to fit them into a system where we haven't got the players for it. Having we, We've really struggled with having two holding midfield players mm. um, and nobody else. Mm. It yes. just, it's completely unbalanced. And, and there was a point on um, on Saturday. Was it Saturday or Sunday we played? I can't remember. Saturday. Saturday. On, it's just the days are so long. Um, <laughs> there was a point. There was a point on Saturday... When we just had one midfield player, Hoiberg was, I was trying to work out who was playing where because he seemed to put like five up front. Hoiberg was in midfield. And there was a point where Hoiberg got injured and I just thought, oh my God, we're going to have no midfield at at all. So I I would just like to see Hoiberg, because I think Hoiberg and Skip have actually done quite well. But I think they have to get through too much work. Yeah, they do. Right. Because the, but there's no transition through them because they're not creative so, players. So why don't, you know, so any manager that comes in, have a look at we've got and build the formation around the talent that we have because that's what Pochettino used to do. Mm. And have who's, a look who's the, the best pass of the ball got. at the club? Yeah. Who, who's I, I know who I think it is. Skip. Harry, Harry Kane best part yeah well, yeah, yeah. Well, well, he's dropped the in midfield for a, you know just at the top of the midfield this is great i mean this is the, the greatest goal score in the history of Tottenham Hotspur and you have to play him in midfield really shows what the problem is <laughs> but that's what i'm saying is he's like what do we have at the moment we just have an opportunity for someone to do something different and stellini hasn't done that what he's done is just come up with the same stuff I and therefore agree, exactly. you know that if you if you had if you were given any of that opportunity any of us here and that's all we had to work with and let's face it we've got some injuries and it's it's a bit difficult to pick the right team but you know damn well that the players don't work they cannot suit 53 uh, five whatever it is the 533 formation it doesn't doesn't mm. suit them doesn't but under this uh, under this regime if you look at you know we talked about Christian Eriksen and then obviously you look at Luka Modric when we've had key players that do really well we've sold them and they've wanted to go because they want to go to somewhere where they can win trophies. And every one of them has, whether it be Carl Walker or whether it be Michael Carrick or even, dare I say it, Sol Campbell 
or or you know uh, Teddy Sheringham. I know I said Berbatov, loads, um, loads. Yeah, Teddy, Teddy Sheringham, Didi, Dimitar Berbatov, Luka Modric, Gareth Bale. The list goes on of really key players who, if we'd have had ambition to win trophies. And, you know, you talked about the AC Milan game. I was horrified at the Sheffield United game. I was going to say that we as well. We had one yeah. chance left of winning a trophy, and we sodded that up as well. So, you know, when you've got – when we have someone who's creative, you know, I'd, I'd love Madison as well. I would have loved I would have loved Greedish. But the likelihood is that they would have got better at Tottenham and then we'd have sold them on for a profit before we won anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, gentlemen, it's, I mean, we could talk about this for, for well, basically talk about this the whole season on the, on the Spurs show, really. This has been going on for a while. We're going to come back on Friday to preview the big game of the weekend against Newcastle United. There's still a slim hope that uh, top four uh, is achievable, but we're going to talk about that on Friday. For now, thank you so much for everyone at home, wherever you're around the world, for listening. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Neil, Rick, we'll see you again at the end of the week. Until now, come on, you Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.